Turn your Bibles to the book of Psalms. We'll be in Psalms uh, chapter number 16 tonight. Psalms chapter number 16. And uh, we look forward to uh, what the Lord does through the next few minutes and uh, reflecting back on what God has done for us through the years and then focusing on the matter at hand tonight to ordain uh, two men into the ministry. And as I've already mentioned, this is a uh, wonderful blessing for a church. Uh, as we went through the book of Acts last year, one of the things that we did focus on that the book of Acts teaches is the setting apart. Uh, it is a symbolic uh, confirmation of what the Holy Spirit does. Uh, the Holy Spirit calls and sets apart, and then the church uh, sets men apart and sends them out into this world uh, to preach the gospel. There are several things that I pray for as the pastor, but one thing I pray for all the time is, Lord, to call out who you would call out to send out in this world. Uh, this is a needy, needy world. Uh, the hope of our nation is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The hope of this world is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But also, I uh, pray, Lord, call, call those out that, that you would have go out. Uh, but send in and keep the ones here who you'd, you'd have be here. You say, well, what does that mean if I'm here? That means you're supposed to help me uh, build the church here and help me help people. And so uh, I look forward to uh, hearing good reports in the future from uh, both uh, these uh, uh, couples, the, the Stanleys and the Stanleys. And uh, we, I'm glad we get to keep some of the Stanleys. And there's Stanleys all over the place, it seems like. But uh, uh, we certainly are uh, excited. And this is a testimony to our church. Uh, we had a wonderful time yesterday at the uh, ordination council. Of course, we've watched Jason and Brian grow up here. Uh, they've spent all of their lives here, and uh, so there wasn't a whole lot for us to know. Uh, they have gone through our schools, through our Bible college, and uh, are getting ready to embark. Of course, Jason and Jessica have been on deputation for some time, and uh, Jason shared with me yesterday they're over 75% now, correct? And uh, so uh, after the babies are born, the plan is for them to uh, leave for Spain, and so we praise the Lord for that. And then, of course, uh, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, Brian and Victoria will be going to the People's Baptist Church in McDonough, Georgia, to work at on the pastoral staff there, it's a great opportunity for them, and so we're excited for what uh, God has for them. But of course, they remind us of their testimony, their call of God on their life, and uh, we were able to spend some time with them yesterday, and it was an enjoyable time. And as you would expect, it was unanimous to move forward with the ordination. Uh, this evening. Uh, well, there was one dissenting vote, and I won't mention any names, Brother Stanley, but there was one that voted that they just, you know, no, of course, uh, this is a proud moment uh, for them and for our church. I want to be very practical tonight, and uh, I'm going to speak to uh, our, our men that are be ordained and their wives, but uh, this is a message for all of the church uh, to be uh, reminded of. We have a great responsibility to be faithful. We have a great responsibility to reach people. Uh, we do not know, we do not know the effect that this church has had on people we'll never meet, that we'll never come in contact with. Uh, I am certain, uh, I am certain that one of the roles this church is supposed to play uh, from now and all well into the future is to be a place to send forth labors unto the harvest. And it's important for us to stay faithful. I will admonish these men that when they come back and visit from time to time, and that they still be the same as when they go out. 
Uh, they still carry the same Bible. They still believe the same thing. They still sing the same songs. They still have the same standards. They still have the same beliefs. I will admonish them to do that. They certainly deserve to come back to a church that still preaches the same Bible, has the same people, uh, that sings the same songs, and has the same standards. Uh, it's a dual responsibility. It, it aggravates me to no end to commission a missionary or to support a missionary only to see them change. But I know it's discouraging to a missionary for them to lose a supporting church because that supporting church has changed. Uh, we're not going to be one of those churches. And so uh, when they come home from time to time, um, and it's going to be the same thing. Now, they may have to track us down because who knows where we'll be meeting, but uh, they, they'll have to track us down. But uh, it's going to be the same old black book. It's going to be the, the same message, the same uh, beliefs. And uh, uh, they are to be admonished to do that. They are to be admonished to keep what they've been told. But we as a church, tonight's an opportunity for us to be reminded the importance of us continuing down the same path uh, that we've always continued. Psalms chapter number 16. <clears throat> I will not preach very long tonight because we'll have the uh, laying on of the hands at the end of the service and that will take some time. Uh, but I do want to be uh, practical and helpful. Psalm 16, verse number 5. The Lord is my, the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. <clears throat> the lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I want to use that phrase, yea, I have a goodly heritage, and I want to speak on that tonight, our goodly heritage. We have a great, great heritage, and I'm proud of our heritage, and I want to uh, speak on that this evening. Father, I pray that you'll uh, bless the next few moments. May uh, we as a church be reminded of the importance of what we do tonight. Uh, this world needs preachers. This world needs strong churches. Uh, this world needs exactly what there's going to be a picture of tonight, a church reaching people, sending forth laborers, and then laborers willing to go. Uh, Father, I pray that you'll just bless our time. May it be a help to us. If there's one unsaved tonight, I can't think of a better night for them to trust Christ as their Savior. For one who's away from the Lord, I can't think of a better night for them to come back to the Lord. Uh, for one who's just waiting to yield that last area of life they need to surrender. I can't think of a better night for them to surrender fully to you. I pray that you'll bless our time. May it be a blessing to us. Uh, may it be the beginning of uh, you using these lives to uh, make a difference in this world. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Very simply and very briefly, the uh, scripture that we read tonight, we have that phrase, yea, I have a goodly heritage. Uh, that word goodly signifies uh, something that has value, uh, something that is uh, good to look at, something uh, that has value to the beholder. In the context of the heritage, it's a heritage that has value. Verse number six, the lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Uh, the lines of a property, the lines of a uh, inheritance are drawn and presented, and the reflection to the, uh, it, the one who's inherited this is, I have inherited a heritage of value. I have what has been passed down to me that has value. And I'll say to our, our couples tonight and our preachers tonight and to us as a church, uh, we have a goodly heritage. I am an independent, fundamental Baptist. I have no problem uh, using the word independent. I have no problem using the word fundamental. I have no problem using the word Baptist. That's what I believe because I believe that's what the Bible 
teaches. Uh, that does not mean uh, everybody else who, who is, a, is a different denomination is going to hell. If they've trusted Christ as their Savior, they are saved and secure. Uh, but as an old preacher said, why not go first class? Uh, why not be uh, lined up with Scripture when you go? I have no problem stating that. I have no problem stating that we're an independent Baptist church, a soul-winning church, a separated church, a, a church that believes in reaching people is a good heritage. Uh, those that would turn from that don't understand our heritage. It's a great heritage. Uh, it is a wonderful heritage. And I will say to both Jason and Brian tonight, it is certainly your heritage. Uh, it is what has been passed down to you. It is a goodly heritage. And I, I commend you that you've never rebelled against that heritage. Uh, in church, we don't be excited of what God... Now, the closer we get to Christ appearing, the more and more we're going to stick out in this world. Because this world is going to turn further and further away from God. Uh, but that does not mean we change what we are because it's a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's a rewarding thing, and I want to remind you men of what you are. You're an independent, fundamental Baptist. You're not a merging church. Uh, you're not contemporary. Uh, you're not uh, a member of the Bible of a month, the month club. Uh, you have a heritage that has been given down to you, and you were to understand, and I think you both would, or we wouldn't be having this service tonight, and you did express it yesterday, uh, that I have a good heritage of an independent Baptist, a Bible believer, and I've built my life and my ministry on the Word of God. Now, I want to remind you, with your heritage comes a great opportunity. A great opportunity. This world needs Christ. This world is not looking for a watered-down version of Christianity. Backslidden Christians are. But this lost world is not. They are looking for Christians who believe this book and who have a desire to make a difference in this world. You have a great opportunity. You two have grown up in a ministry home. You've grown up in a preacher's home. Uh, you've grown up in this church. You've no doubt heard this scripture quoted to you a hundred times, uh, if not more than that. And everyone who grows up in a home similar to that, in a church similar to that, uh, you, you get the same reaction with these young people when you say, to whom much is given... Much is required. Oh, they all can do it because what does it put in focus? It puts in focus that you've got something good. You've had a heritage given to you, and there's some great opportunity with the responsibility. There's a great opportunity that comes with that heritage. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if Christians today were still proud of being Christians? Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing today if, if Christians were excited on Sunday? We could just put a period there. Just excited on Sunday to be in the house of God, hearing the word. Of, well, the preacher doesn't do anything for, for me. Well, come in with your heart ready and let the Holy Spirit do something for you. The reason why most of the time the heart does not get stirred because the heart is not looking but it's a wonderful thing and wonderful opportunity for us to make a difference in this world. Very simply, I'm going to mention four words to you when it comes to our goodly heritage. You knew it would be four. There's four words. The first one is faith. Your goodly heritage is a heritage of faith. You, we have always, as Bible believers, operated by faith. You cannot read this book without seeing men and women who followed by faith. You both have had to live by faith in different ways. You've seen faith exhibited to you in 
your home. You've seen faith exhibited to you in this church. But you have, in, as individuals, and then now as couples, you've had to live by faith, but in different ways. Of course, Jason and Jessica, you've been on deputation for some time now, and I remember how excited you were, both of you, when you finally determined, hey, this is where what God wants for us, this is where we're going to go, and we're going to step out by faith. And then you stepped out by faith. And then it's, oh, is God going to take care of us? But I think you would testify that God's been faithful. You've operated by faith. In a different way, Brian, you and Victoria have had to operate by faith because you've had to wait by faith. And you've had to wait on the Lord. But faith is what pleases God. You know that. Our heritage is one of faith. But I'll remind you men, especially you ladies listening to this, that God's not always going to lay out for you all the next steps. God's not always going to show how uh, bills are going to be paid or always show how uh, things are going to be done. You're going to have to live by faith. Uh, as long as you trust God, as long as your faith is in God and not yourself and not in another man, you'll do fine. <clears throat> but our heritage is one of faith. Second thing I'll mention tonight, our heritage is one of fight. Uh, things get taken from us if we don't fight for it. I think every parent ought to fight for their children. I think every parent ought to get upset at this world and when this world comes for the decency and the purity of our children and wants to hear, hurt our children, I think it's the right thing to fight for that. Uh, why, why are you independent Baptists always wanting to fight? Well, leave our Bible alone and we won't be in the mood to fight. Quit attacking the deity of our Savior. We won't be in the mood to fight. Quit saying that you can get to heaven without the applied blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and there'll be nothing to contend over. If it's worth having, it's worth fighting for. If it's worth uh, preaching, it's worth fighting for. There are a lot of hills I will not die on, but the one hill that I will die on is the truth of Scripture. You must be willing to fight for truth. Jason, you'd be willing to lose every supporting church you have over truth. Brian, you'd be willing to follow the Lord and base everything you do on truth. You fight for truth. You contend for truth. I discovered this as a young preacher, then I discovered it when I took over the pastorate. Uh, this world, you will not have to search for compromise. Compromise will come looking for you. And you ladies, let me just warn you uh, that the devil will try and work through you to get to your husbands. You've got to guard against compromise. The truth is worth fighting for. Our forefathers shed their blood for truth. Church, is it really a big deal that we draw the lines or we draw the lines? Well, let me help you with that. We don't draw the lines. The Bible draws the lines. I would have a hard time. I'd have a hard time facing those martyrs in Hebrews chapter 11 by compromising the truth. I'd have a hard time looking my grandchildren in the face one day and wondering if they were saved or not, wondering if they were going to ever get the truth in that thing they call a church, any, any kind of a truth of the gospel in there, I'd have a hard time living with that. The only way to keep that from happening, church, is for us to continue to fight for the truth. Truth's worth fighting for. Not only the truth, but family's worth fighting for. Both of you are going to have to guard your family. Both of you have a lot of zeal. Both of you have a lot of ambition 
the right kind of ambition to do something for God. But along the way, you've got to realize if the devil cannot get to you, he's going to come for your family. You've got to fight for your family. Part of fighting for your family is fighting for truth. But not only fighting for truth and fighting for family, you fight for others. You know, that's what the ministry is, fighting for other people. Uh, you're both going to, you're going to completely opposite ends of the spectrum. I was thinking today, you've got Spanish Catholics and Georgia rednecks. There could not be two further extremes uh, of people. You'll be in Spain, and they'll be like, your brother's a missionary to them? Oh, God help them. I mean, there are, there are, two, there are two extremes. But you're going to go to, you and Jessica and your children are going to a foreign country where they've been steeped in the tradition of Catholicism. And you're going to fight battles there, and I want you to be reminded you're fighting for them. You're fighting for others. That's what the ministry is. You're going to fight the forces of hell for other people. You're going to fight uh, your own flesh so that you can help other people. You're going to fight uh, the, the disgruntled. You're going to fight the, uh, the disenchanted to, to help other people. And church, we've got to be reminded that is our heritage. It's a heritage of fighting. Uh, I, I would assume that, we, I, I would rather we get along with everybody. I mean, I can't understand why people would not want to get along with me. Can you? Let me say that again for the five or six of you that don't want to get along with your pastor. I can't understand. I'm easy to get along with, but there are things worth fighting for. I've made this statement to several people, many in the, in the last several months, that I care so much about you that I will even fight you for you. I would rather make you my enemy at the risk, risk of making you my enemy at the hopes of saving you by fighting you because of a mistake you're going to make. <clears throat> you're going to have to fight if you're going to reach other people. We said faith, our, our heritage is one of faith. Our heritage is one of fight. Our heritage is one of filling. There's a contrast in the way of ministry today between those that go left to the contemporary and those that stay true to the Word of God. The contrast is one depends on flesh and one depends on everything they can get their hands on and the other depends on the filling of the Holy Spirit of God. Our heritage is a heritage of doing the work not through the flesh but through the Spirit. You both have been trained. Your wives have been trained. Your wives have been exposed to the ministry. You have grown up into the ministry. You have been willing to answer the call of the ministry. But that only gets you so far. Now there comes a responsibility, and I did say a responsibility, to have a filling of the Holy Spirit. You must depend on the Holy Spirit of God. And church, this is true of every mom and dad. In this world we live in, you cannot depend on your own wisdom to rear your children. Say, Pastor, there's times I'm just like, I don't know what to do. What did you do? Same thing you did. I don't know what to do. But you've got to turn to the God who created your child. You've got to turn to the God who has all wisdom and say, you've got to grant me wisdom. But you've, you've got to be in a relationship with God to be able to, to get that. We, we've got to uh, press forward with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. 
uh, when you get further, when you get away from home, don't forget what has made home home. Don't forget what's made this church what th- this church is. Uh, everybody who comes and visits this church, they always say the same thing: the spirit of the church. You just can't find that anywhere else. You just can't find that everywhere else. Well, besides the winning, the winning personality, the pastor. It's not the music that sets the spirit of the church, although the music is a result of the spirit of the church. It's not the friendliness that makes the spirit of the church, although the friendliness is a result of the spirit of the church. It's the Holy Spirit of God that makes the spirit what the spirit is. And we've got to constantly be seeking the spirit of God. And then finally tonight, I'll give you the fourth thing, and that's the word finish. Our heritage is one of finishing. You're just getting started. It's hard to think about finishing. But that better be what's on your mind or don't start. Is finish. Well, we as a church, I mentioned it earlier in the opening comments, the introduction, we have a responsibility to continue and finish our course these we send out, they're going to come back to visit if they're right. They're going to come back and visit. And when they do, they ought to see the same old church, the same old thing, just more of it. But you have a responsibility as couples and then as preachers of the gospel to finish your course, to finish what God has for you. I don't know what God has for you 20 years down the line. I just know your next step, as you do. But finish whatever the task is that God has for you. Don't bring a reproach to your name because you quit. You may stumble along the way, but finish. You may get frustrated along the way, but finish. Uh, You may uh, get sidetracked along the way, but the moment you do, realize it, get back on track and determine to finish. Finish the course. You both know what it's like to have expectations placed on you fairly and unfairly, but it's the reality of it. You know how you discredit the critic? You finish. You know how you pay back the debt of those who've invested in you? Finish. You know how to honor your God? Finish. That, that's the goal, and that ought to be the goal for all of us. All of us can look back somewhere in our Christian life and say, I messed up there. But if you're still in the fight, if you're still in the game, if you're still walking the path, hey, that's something to be commended of. We ought to be determined to finish. Hey, even the Bible says a just man falleth seven times. I think we need to remind, as I preach this morning, one another, remind uh, the church Pharisees that it doesn't say the just man never falls. It says he falls seven times and he still gets up over and over and over again. We need more Christians determining to finish. My, my children are not going to see me quit. They may see me fall. They may see my humanity. But they're going to see me get up again and press on and keep going. That's what we all need. That's what this church needs to show. That there is a God who's bigger than any problems, bigger than any failures. And we just need to finish. Y'all finish. 
You finish? Heritage is a good, it's a goodly heritage. It's one of value. I've been very general in my comments tonight because you've grown up here. I've spent much time in counseling, in casual conversation, giving advice, and to your, to, to your credit, y'all have always listened. You haven't always liked it, but you've always listened. There have been times in both couples' situations when I've given advice, I've given counsel, I've stepped in and said, this is what you need to do or this is what you're not going to do. I knew in my heart this was you were deciding, you were determining your future. It's one of those decisions. <clears throat> you made the right decision. And here you are tonight. You've lived long enough <clears throat> to look back and see some of those decisions that you needed to make and you made out of principle and now God is blessed and God has given you the opportunity to be commissioned out of this great church and go serve the, serve the Lord somewhere else. Let that be a reminder that you need to finish. Hold to that goodly heritage. There's going to be times and challenges for both of you. Jason, you and Jessica, you've had a taste of being away from home for a couple of years now. But in the back of your mind, you always knew there was a date on that calendar. We're stopping back in the Stanley bed and breakfast. And, and we're going to roll our suitcases in and we're going to relax for a little bit. And I'm sure there'll be times where you visit, but there's going to be times when you have an ocean between you and all you've ever known. There's going to be times of question. There's going to be times of Challenge, there's going to be times of loneliness. Remember your God. Remember your heritage. It's a heritage of faith. It's a heritage of fight. It's a heritage of filling and a heritage of spirit. Brian, you and Victoria, it'll be a little bit different for you. This next step the Lord has for you, but Brian, this is all you have ever known. It'll be different being away from what you've always known. And you've got to be reminded that just because everybody doesn't think like you doesn't mean they're all going to hell. <laughs> that <laughs> if you know Brian, <laughs> hold to your God and allow God to mold you and continue to use you. I thank God for my goodly heritage. I thank God for the price that was paid. Of course, Jason and Brian, it's a little bit different, both of them. Of course, the Stanleys are uh, such a great part of our church. And uh, Jason and Brian grew up here from our nurseries all the way up. Uh, our families have always been close. And uh, so I did something last night I, I don't normally do. I was... I was uh, preparing for the day. I normally do that. That's not what I'm getting to. But um, So I had a little bit of inspiration. So I wrote a poem about... Why were all the groans? I was expecting applause, and I get groans. 
I wrote a poem, and I've entitled it, A Goodly Heritage. I will read it if no one promises to make fun of me. Uh, But let me read it to you, A Goodly Heritage. A goodly heritage is wonderful to have. Yours comes from your mom and dad. The Stanley boys, as you are known, are a product of a godly home. Jason was blonde, Brian was not. Like mom and dad, you were at church a lot. A light yet different in every way, you were together most of each day. You both had cowlicks, just not in the same place. And Brian was known for the freckles on his face. Even though you were just starting out, God had a plan, there was no doubt. High school was different, but yet the same. You both had some struggles making your own name. Jason had a weakness for a certain blonde. Jason had a weakness for a certain blonde. And Brian wanted to play ball just without hindrance, one. God intervened when you called his name. You were forced to surrender and grant his claim. Your trust is what he was asking for. Once you surrendered, he gave you much more. Your parents were faithful at church and at home. There was no question God was on his throne. They taught you the Bible and prayed faithfully. Believing fine men, you would one day be. A faithful dose of church life you've had, and it even goes beyond your mom and dad. Grandpa Stanley and Hudson were preachers too. They must also get credit for influencing you. Soul winning and serving, you've been taught. Every other way is living for naught. A ministry home is all you've known. A goodly heritage you inherited from home. From the nursery to adulthood, we've watched you grow. Real maturity, we watched you show. Sunday school teachers and others, too, have used their lives to influence you. The old-time way is all you've known. You have been blessed, so carry this home. Howells and Robertson, to name two, you heard preach the word while in your church pew. Anything good is worth fighting for, especially this heritage that came from the Lord. Don't take for granted what you have. That old-time religion was good for dad. The story we tell would not be complete without giving credit to the one who watches us sleep. God is good. No, God is great. Credit for this no one else can take. This heritage we so richly love comes to us from high above. The author is Jehovah God, the same who empowered Moses' rod. On to Spain, Jason and Jessica go, not without Colton, Megan, and Madison in tow. A missionary man, you say? Grandpa Hudson had been praying that way. A different route Brian will take. Nevertheless, souls will, will still be at stake. A country boy always at heart. God has returned you where your story did start. Following the path set forth in the Bible, we set you apart in hope of revival. Out of this church commission you will go, taking the gospel so others will know. Your mom and dad are older now. You're about the age they were when they came to town. Don't ever forget that's how our heritage works. It's more than just facts written in books. It's another generation with Bible in hand, leaving home to win those in foreign land. It's beliefs and convictions embedded like rock, so you never will quit, you never will stop. No doubt mom and dad will shed some tears, but they are reaping the fruit of faithful years. 
God is faithful, you've heard them say. Follow His will, it's the only way. My last thoughts on your heritage is this. A challenge for you to never forget. To whom will you pass this heritage to? The things that have made you, you. I hope you are starting to understand this heritage is passed from man to man. Never forget those who have gone before, but always be reminded after you come, many more. You have a good heritage. You've got a good start. Finish. Finish what you've been given. Father.